discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. So this morning, I want to share some few things concerning the mystery of hard work. The mystery of hard work. I mentioned um, online um, the last time, I think last Sunday, that I was going to share concerning hard work. Let's share a word of prayer and we'll start. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who is here with us. Thank you for great grace ministered to us. Thank you for this opportunity to be together like this. Thank you that even as we are hearing your word, our lives and our hearts are changed forever completely to your glory and to your praise. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So the mystery of hard work. Say the mystery of hard work. A a great um, scientist of old, Thomas Edison by name, they they say he's the greatest um, inventor in American history, said something in his life. He said opportunity is missed by most people because it is at it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls. You know overalls? Overalls. And looks like work. Many people miss opportunity in life because all opportunities are dressed in overalls and looks like work. Another inventor said that when work goes out of passion, civilization will totter and fall. When people stop working, nothing is going to work. It takes work for things to work. Hallelujah. It takes work for what? For things to work. So if we don't work, nothing is going to work. We must keep working in order for the system or for whatever it is that we are involved in to work. If you're a child of God and you are not um, on the wavelength of work, you don't think along the lines of work, then you have a very big problem. There are a lot of children of God who believe in laziness. They believe that you just have to, life is all about just taking it easy and being around. But it doesn't work like that. The scriptures give us ample information concerning work. And concerning laziness, what will happen to a lazy man? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. Let's look at it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. It says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which you received of us. It says, Withdraw yourself. From every brother that walks disorderly and not after the tradition which 
he received of us. There were a number of things that were set, were put down, traditions that were laid by the apostles, okay? Not just um, the apostles, but the number of things that came up as time went on. Hallelujah. And he shows us one of them here. Next verse. Verse 7. He says, For yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing, but wrought with labor and travel night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Paul says that even as an apostle, I worked, I pushed, I did something with my hands. He says, Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing. We didn't go around eating people's food for nothing. But we work with labor and travel night and day so that we might not be chargeable. We might not be chargeable to any of you. I don't know if you're seeing it. I'll pick, I'll, I'll talk about Paul's work, what Paul did, okay, and how much he worked so that what he was doing would, would continue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. It says, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you, to follow us. He says, we wanted to make ourselves an example. We did the, the work so that we can make ourselves an example to you, so that you can follow us. Next verse. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For this we, for when we were with you, this we commanded you. So it was a commandment that he gave to them. It was an instruction they gave. That if any would not work, neither should he eat. If you are not going to work, you are not entitled to eating. No contribution, no chop. If you will not work, you should not eat. So I'm sharing concerning work. Why you must work. Okay? You must work. That's my title for today. The broad subject is the mystery of hard work. But then I'm talking about you must work. The fact that you must work. Ask your neighbor. I don't know if you understand. Ask your neighbor. Do you understand what he's saying? You understand it? Okay. You must, do you believe you must work? You have to work. Man was born for work. God, when, just when we heard, from, we heard from God in Genesis chapter 1, the first thing he was doing was that he was working. He was not resting, he was working. He was commanding for things to happen. Recreating the earth and all of that. He says, for when, even when we were with you, this command, this we commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Next verse. Verse 11. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly. Have you seen it? Working not at all, but are busy bodies. Working not at all, but are busy bodies. Busy over nothing. It's like they're doing something, but they're not doing anything. You want to get married. How are you going to get married with that money? How are you going to look after your wife with that money? You want to buy a car. How are you going to buy the car with that money? The Bible says that the desire of the slothful man makes him sick. Yes, your desire will make you... Because you have desires, but then you can't fulfill those desires because you are, there's no work. You're not working. Now, don't say that, oh, there's no work available in the country. It is in your mind. You think that there are no, there's no work in the country. Someone has collected ref, rubbish to be a millionaire. If you will not use your mind, you will not have anything happening. Okay, let's go on. Verse 12. We have a lot of young people in the system who don't seem to think that there's a need, you know, to work. You still have school in mind. It's like you, you, you are stuck in school. You are still a student even after leaving school for so long. It's not supposed to be like that. 
It's not supposed to be like that. You must work. Now, them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you seen it? It says, those who are like that, those who are not working and are busy bodies. We says, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. <laughs> but ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Next verse. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Can you imagine? He says, if anyone who's not going to work and obey what we are saying, note that man. Mark him. And exclude yourself from him so that he may be ashamed. Wow. Don't company with him. Next verse. <laughs> Look at, then he says, yet count him not as, an, not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. In other words, talk to him that you have to do something. You have to try. If you want to work, if you want to work, you can, you can get work. If you want to work, if you are bent on working, you can work. What do you think? Yeah. You can work. Why should you go to school, finish school, and sit at home doing nothing? It doesn't, it doesn't, I, I honestly don't understand. And you shouldn't, it's not just a white colored job that you need. The fact that you have gone to school gives you an upper hand with respect to your mind. You can innovate. Do you understand? You can add value to things that exist already. I was being told of a lady who has come all the way from another country to this country to come and, you know, exploit something that has been in the system for a very long time. I won't tell you what it is. But it's something that exists that we all use. But she has just repackaged it. And she's selling it. And she's making millions. Amazingly. She's repackaged it. And she's selling it both in this country and and exporting some. She doesn't come from here. There's another lady who has come to this country, also from another country. Yeah. If you check, if you check our, this country and our retail system, okay, all those who are into retail are mostly foreigners. Retail on a large scale are mostly foreigners. Lebanese, Israelis, Indians, Chinese. To be honest with you. Yeah. Because when it came to us to do something, we felt, oh, just uh, getting a small table and trading it is okay. Our local people did that, but we have gone to school. What are you going to do? Do you like my message or you don't like my message? I don't want to mention the, the products. Uh, I don't want to create problems for them. So I'll just look at First Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter 4 from verse 11. First Thessalonians 4 from verse 11. I have so many things to share with you. I don't know if it's even going to work. This one hour thing is going to be difficult. He says, and that you study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. So I'm just trying to let you know that it's a command that was given to the church of old. As new creations, we are commanded to work. He says, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. So he's even advocating that you do your own business. Yeah. Do your own business. Don't wait for somebody to employ you. You do your own business. Do something. Put two and two together. Come to, I preached some years ago concerning teamwork. Some of us should come together and put our heads together and see how we can become something. 
If you are going to be depending on people all the time, you will not eat. You will lack. You will, not, you will not be able to live the way God. All the preaching on prosperity will mean nothing. It will be nonsense. So much nonsense. Because money doesn't just drop from the sky. It doesn't work like that. If you don't plan, if you don't put things in place, you will not have anything to, to, to your name. Or you don't have anything to be a blessing to others. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you need to work. Do your own business. And stop looking at things with a, with a small mind. Open your mind. What can I do? Find one or two people. Do you know there are grants from outside this country that you can have? You can team up with people outside the country and do some kinds of businesses. Many, many businesses. There's a guy in our church who uh, is into some of these things. You know, helping people and all that. They can get thousands and thousands of dollars. The last I heard, they had received $200,000 from another place, from another country to help get a certain business done. Do you think he will not get some to chop? Yeah. At least $50,000 is for him. And the rest can be used for whatever it's supposed to be used for. To help others. Do you see? So start thinking. Go online. Do something. That's 500 Ghana cities they are giving to you at your present employment. It's not, it can't do anything. The 700 cities, the 1,000 cities, the 2,000 cities, it won't do much for you. He says, do your, do your own business. Try. Do your own business. If you realize you are not the type who can do the business, but you have the ideas, team up with people and don't be a cheat. Don't be a foolish person who just wants to get all the money. All you are thinking about is money. Oh, you will talk. Go to the next verse. Verse, verse 12. That you may walk honestly toward them that are without. He says, do your own business so that you may walk honestly. Toward all them that are without the church, all those who are outside the house of God. So that when he see you, don't know that, oh, that's what this person, this person is hardworking on. This person is, is he, he's minding his business. He's doing his own thing. He's trying. He's doing something. The church should not be looked at and seen as a lazy bunch of people. It's like, well, all you do is to go to church and go and sit in church and you spend all your time in church. It's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be like that. We love God. We spend time in the house of God. But that does not mean that we do that. We don't have services from Monday to Sunday. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon. That's not how it's supposed to be. How, how are you going to get the money? How are, we are always asking for seed. Tithes and all of those things. If the people do not have money, how are they going to give the tithe and the seed? So you must do something with your life. What do you think about what I'm saying? So that you may, this is amplified, so that you may bear yourselves becomingly and be correct and honorable and command the respect of the outside world. That's what he's talking about. You should be able to command the respect of the outside world. When they look at you, they are not, they don't see lazy people. Lazy, it's like, these people are lazy. These people, they don't have anything to do. They are just there. No, it's not supposed to be like that. Being dependent on nobody, self-supporting and having nothing, having need of nothing. Having need of what? Of nothing. Brothers and sisters, we have to be serious. Tell anybody we have to be serious. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. Ephesians 4, 28. He says, let the thief, let him that stole steal no more. So maybe before you became born again, you were a thief. There's nothing wrong. You were a thief. Thank God you were not killed. You were not mobbed. You were not arrested. By God's grace, you are now born again. He says, stop stealing. 
Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good. In other words, do good labor. Don't say you are touching, uh, what, what's it called? Touching what? Keeper, keeper. The, yahoo, yahoo. They, there's, a, there's a way they say it. I, 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 what, you do? what do you, when you ask them, what do you do? They say, oh, I touch, I, I browse, I touch, uh, I touch the keep, keep, keypad. What are you talking about? Is that honest labor? That is not honest labor. You are, you are trying to gain money on the backs of, of someone's sadness. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. You can't, you can't do that. So he says, let him not still steal no more, but rather let him labor, let him work, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. So God is expecting you to give to the one who is in need, not you receiving from the one who is, who is, who is in need, or not you being the one in need. Jesus said, the poor you shall always have amongst you. He didn't say you shall always be poor. Do you understand what I'm saying? So decide to exclude yourself from the, from the poor by deciding that you are going to work. Yeah, I'm going to work. I'm going to do something. Find something. Don't sit around doing nothing. How can you be sitting around for three months and nothing is happening? How are you going to eat? How are you going to drink? How are you going to become what you are supposed to become? You say you want to get married. Right now, Charlie, weddings, thank God for COVID-19 weddings. Yeah, it's, it's made things easy for a lot of people. You don't need to stress yourself. But on a normal day, on a normal day, you say you are getting married, you have 300, you are planning for 300 people, 400 people, 500 people. Some even do a thousand. Hallelujah. An average wedding will cost not less than 30,000. Let him that stole still no more, but rather let him what? Labor. Working with the sons. That which is good. Emphasis on that. That which is what? Good. Honest labor. Honest labor. So don't be coming to ask me questions concerning, oh, it's coming okay. It's not okay. Do you understand? It's not okay. It's prostitution okay. It is not okay. Yeah, because people go to, people do prostitution to bring, and bring tithes to church. And come and sow their seed. Oh yes, we've had some before. It is not okay. It is not honestly, but it is not that which is good. Okay, this message says, did you used to make ends meet by stealing? Well, no more. Get an honest job so that you can help others who can't work. Get what? An honest job. Hallelujah. Don't be a lazy person. Okay? Let me give you scriptures concerning lazy people. The slothful man or the lazy man. So God, God shows us to work. We must work. Do you agree that you must work? Yeah. He yeah. says, labor with your own hands. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30. I'm showing you about the lazy man. Laziness. What laziness brings to you? Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30. He says, I went by the field of the, of the slothful, or the lazy man. The word slothful is lazy man. Okay? I went by the field of the slothful, or the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. So every lazy man is a man who is void of understanding. A man who is, who is uh, deprived of understanding. He has a problem with his, his mental putting together. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't work, you will not eat. If you don't work, you will not have some things coming to you. That's the truth. No matter how much you pray, you will not have some things coming. There are things you don't pray about. There are things you don't pray about. You don't pray about rent. You shouldn't pray about rent. 
You see, you are quiet. You shouldn't pray about money for rent. Work for money for rent. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, uh-huh. You shouldn't pray for money for school fees to pay, pay your children's school fees. Work for money to pay. There are things. Don't waste time praying about some things. If you are going to pray, pray that your work will go on and increase. So that you can have the money to do the things you are supposed to do. Not Lord, help me pay my rent. How should he help you pay your rent? <laughs> when you're supposed to be working, you were sleeping. You were chatting. You were lying around. You were watching series. You were watching all the series you know. There's something wrong with you. I tell you, there's something inherently wrong with you. And your poverty is just around the corner, to be honest with you. Your poverty is just around the corner. Okay? The blessings of Abraham must work on your life with whatever you touch. The blessings of Abraham does not just drop in the skies. It works with things that you touch. Then you see the blessings of God on what you are doing. How was Abraham blessed? Abraham was blessed in silver, in gold, in sheep, in cattle, and all of that. These are things that he touched. These are things that he was working with. He was a farmer. Do you understand? That's in Genesis chapter, chapter 13, verse 1. Look at Genesis 13, 1. And Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich. He was what? In. Oh, you are not in the church. In. In. And in. How did he get silver and gold? Because of the cattle. Hmm? He got silver and gold because of the cattle that he had. Do you remember how God blessed Jacob? God blessed Jacob financially through work, through the work he was doing. You should read it for yourself. Through the work he was doing. He gosh gave him a revelation concerning how to work with that sheep to make the sheep give birth to striped and spotted for him. So if you are not working and you are praying that God should bless you, how should he bless you? What should he do? You are only thinking about receiving somebody coming from somewhere and coming to give you something. Go to Acts chapter 20. Let's read verse 33. Acts 20, 33. Paul says, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. You see, a poor man, a, a slothful man is into covetousness. When he sees something, hey, he knows all the cars, the different type of cars that are around. But he will not work to buy one. He knows all the customized things, but he will not work to, to get one. Yeah. He says, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Next verse. Ye, ye, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. My hands have ministered, they are, my hands have worked and looked after me and after those who were with me. Next verse. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So if you are in the, in the gear of receiving, every time, all your thinking is along the lines of receiving. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your mind. There's, you are not yet a child of God. 
There's something wrong. Because as far as God is concerned, go to First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. This is serious, serious. I'm telling you something very serious. If you are in this church and you are not working, I'll have something, I'll have something to do, to do with it. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. You can't just be hanging around. Who should look after who? Who should look after? Why do you have the mindset of being looked after? Why do you have the mindset of receiving? You should be, you want to be on welfare. You are planning your wedding with every other person in mind. Without you, you yourself, and what you can provide in mind. Why should you be like, why should you plan your wedding with me in mind? Why should you plan your wedding with the other person in mind? Why should you plan your, all your things with another person in mind? It's not supposed to be like, when you have not done anything, you have not even done anything for the system. You are just around. It's not that you are working, you are a worker in the church, and you are doing so many things, and the church has to do something for you. You are just in the system. You are planning your wedding with the church in mind. Look at it, it says, but if any provide not for his own, if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith. He has what? And it's worse than an infidel. You are worse than an unbeliever. This is the description of anyone who is a lazy person in the system and is not ready to work. He says that if you don't provide for your own, for your own, for those who are with you, you have a family, you can't provide for them and you are not ready to do anything. You keep kneeling there and praying. Listen, stand up and go and do something, I tell you. Stand up and... There's a time to pray. There's time for everything. It's not everything you pray about. There are things you have to move. Pray for ideas. After I've gotten the idea, act on the idea. Do you understand? Do you think what we are doing here is as a result of holy prayer? You should see us standing here and doing things. Anamebwa? Yeah, he's in charge of it. He knows what I'm talking about. You should see us doing negotiations. Do you know what we had to drive to to go and negotiate for this land? Drive to all kinds of places. Hard work. I drive from Kumasi straight to court in Accra. Doing things, pushing, working. So if you are going to be sitting around and just be there from morning till evening, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. When I was your age, I was not sitting around. I was not. I was not. I was not. Don't look at my car and be, be jealous. That my, I got the car because of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. So, brother, under, understand. You see, okay, it's okay. He says, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith. You have denied the faith, the gospel. You have denied it. And he is worse. That person is worse than an infidel. You are worse than an unbeliever. Even an unbeliever is better than you. Can you imagine? I don't know what you want to read into it. You can say that well, the person is not going to go to heaven again. It's, it, I don't know if that's what you even think. It's part, it should be part of something you think about. He says, he's worse than, he has denied. Do you understand denying the faith? You have denied the faith. It's like Christianity is not for you anymore. He says, if you can't provide for your own house, Christianity is not, you have denied it. And you are worse than an unbeliever. Eh? If anyone has no care for his family and those in his house, he is, he is false to the faith and is worse than one who has no faith. So you can read meaning to it. I don't know what you would think. Proverbs chapter 24 verse, verse 30. Go back there. I have at least 20 scriptures to quote for you, but wherever God leads us, we'll go. I went by the field of the slothful, or the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Verse 31. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns. And nettles or thistles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. In other words, this guy inherited 
He inherited something. He inherited a farm with stone walls around it. But because he was a lazy man, even the inheritance did not do anything for him. The inheritance decayed. He says the stone walls were broken down. That his defense was broken down because he will not he will not do anything. He's just there. He's always lying down. Next verse. Verse 32. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Verse 33. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. This is the problem. He says, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. And thy want as an armed man, your want, your poverty will come as a man that traveleth. And your want as an armed man. Hmm. Continue. That was verse 34, right? Okay. Go back. Let's read. Let's read it in the message. The message will help us to understand it very easily. You don't need to struggle. When we say we are giving this, then something is doing you. Because there's no, there's no, there's nothing flowing in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There's nothing flowing. You should be worried. You should be worried. You have every cause to worry. They say necessity is the mother of all inventions. It's like you are not working. You are not doing much. But then you don't see that there's a problem. Hmm. You don't see that. You are 28 now. You are 29. You are turning 30. You are 25. Your, your body is burning you. You are 29. You are 28 now. You, don't, you can't buy bed. You can't buy bed. You are, you are tempting the devil to tempt you. You are tempting the devil to tempt you. You are tempting the devil. Yeah. One day I walked by the foot of an old lazy bones. And then passed by the vineyard of a lout. They were overgrown with weeds, thick with thistles, all the fences broken down. I took a long look and pondered what I saw. The fields preached me a sermon, and I listened. The fields of the lazy man preached me a sermon. And up here, this was a sermon. And up here, and up there, a day off here. You always want day offs. It's only in Ghana that we have more holidays. We have more holidays than most countries. Plenty of holidays. If the holiday falls on a Saturday, we'll spend it on a Monday. I tell you. Yeah. Welcome to Ghana. And you are wondering, you are wondering how things are not. Listen, there are unbelieving countries, unbe- there are unbelieving countries that are rich, wealthy, because they understand the principle of work that God has laid down. You don't need God to, to be. I tell you, you don't need God to have some things happening. I, it's the truth. You don't need God. Go to Dubai. Go to Saudi Arabia. Have you been to Dubai before? Yeah, it's, it's, it's called the metal sea, concrete, concrete city. All oh, concrete everywhere. They have reclaimed the sea. They have built inside the sea. Yeah, inside the sea, inside, see like from here to Agoba Junction. They have reclaimed all, all that and they have built on it. Built places for people to come and enjoy. The last time I was there, the year before, they said 90 million people had passed through that particular city. 90 million human beings. Yeah, they don't, they don't believe in the Jesus we believe in. What? Yes, flood is taking the land. Yeah, flooding. And up here and up there. A day off here. A day off there. Sit back. Take it easy. Do you know what comes next? When you are into sit back, take it easy. Brother, sister, change your life. If you are going to be sitting back and taking it easy, you will not have anything. You will not have anything. 
And God will not be happy with you when you go, when you get to him in heaven. You ask, what do you do with your life? You are just sitting around, folding your hands, pressing, pressing phone. You're on Instagram from morning to evening. And you are not getting an idea as to what to do with Instagram to get more money. You are just there. No, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. There's something inherently wrong with you. You need to pray about it, I tell you. How can you just be there? No work. You're just there. You're just there. How come you have not been able to give God 10,000 Ghana cities before in your life? You are almost 30. You've not been able to give God 10,000 Ghana cities in your life. Because you don't have. You don't have it, so you can't give it. When we say 3,000 or 2,000, then something is doing you. Hey, yeah, your whole world is shaking. Next verse, verse 34. Justice. Do you know what to come? He says, justice. You can look forward to a dead poor life. This is the Bible talking. It's the Bible talking. He says, no matter your prayer, you can look forward to a dead poor life life. Next verse. Poverty, that is dirty. There's no style around it. You know, there's poverty with style. Poverty with swagger. This one is poverty without swagger. I tell you. Go to um, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Let's read it in the, in the message so that we can just read it quickly. Okay? You lazy fool, look at an ant. Watch it closely. Let it teach you a thing or two. Nobody has to tell it what to do. Nobody has to tell the ant what to do. Even the ant has wisdom than a lot of Christians. Hey. Next verse. All summer is stores up food. At harvest is stockpiles provisions. So how long are you going to laze around doing nothing? How long before you get out of bed? The fact that you are in bed is a problem. That's the problem. The fact that you are in bed. You can wake up at 11 a.m. You can wake up at 11 a.m. When the day is finishing, that's when you are waking up. Meanwhile, you slept, you slept at 10, 10 p.m. 11 a.m., you are still asleep. And then you say that, oh, there's no work. Nobody's employing me. Your mouth, there's something wrong with your brain. What do you mean by nobody's employing you? If nobody's employing, what are you doing? Can't you just get employable skills? They're employable skills. There are people looking for people to analyze data for them. Can't you learn something along those lines? Find out what you can learn. This is technology age. You can learn within two weeks. You can learn something within two weeks. And become an expert with it in a month. And be a reference for many people to come. Yeah, you can. Why not? Why can't you learn programming? Programming. People, you don't need to be employed by a company in America and be in America. Do you know what the Indians did? The Indians learned about programming. They learned so much that they got together as groups and got jobs from America. So there are things that are supposed to be done in America. The Indians are wilder. They are faster. So they give them the contract. And they are sitting in India in their homes with laptops and internet connection. And they'll just do what they're supposed to do. Send it and get $10,000 at the end of every month. Yeah. Why can't we do that? Why can't we do that? Why can't we sit down and plan? Why not? Let this, what I'm saying, challenge you. Listen, if in the next, after two years, you're on the same level where you are, there's something wrong. There's, there's something wrong, I tell you. There's something wrong. You have to pray about it. 
You have to pray. Don't spend hours praying about it. Just ask God, God, what is wrong with me? And he will tell you. So how long are you going to laze around doing nothing? How long before you get out of bed? Next verse. A nap here. A nap there. A day off here. A day off, a day off there. Sit back. Take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dead poor life. Poverty of permanent house guests. Your permanent house guests. Proverbs chapter 19 from verse 14 to verse 15. It says, house and land are handed down from parents, but a congenial spouse comes straight from God. <laughs> Next verse. Life collapses on loafers. Lazy bones go hungry. Next verse. Go, go back, go back. Let's read, let's read the King James. The King James says it in a nicer way. From verse 14. It says, Houses, house and riches are the inheritance of fathers. Do you, do you believe that you are going to be a father? Or a mother? Do you have in mind that you leave inheritance for your children? You know, there are fathers who die and there's no inheritance. People, they go, just go for the funeral, bury him, and it's finished. Everybody should go home. There's no reading of will. There's nothing to read. <laughs> I've seen some before. There's nothing to read. Oh, we finish the funeral. Everybody go home. They are finished. Yapon, go home. Is that how your funeral is going to be like? The Bible says that, the, the righteous leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Hmm? The righteous leaves what? An inheritance for his children. House and riches are the inheritance of what? Fathers. And a prudent wife is from the Lord. Pray for a prudent wife. Do you know a prudent wife? A wise wife. One who will not give you problems. When you say let's buy land, you say let's buy trophy. You are in trouble. He said, let's buy, let's buy, uh, uh, let's invest in this particular, uh, uh, financial instrument. She say, oh, let's buy a car. Meanwhile, you have two cars already. Yeah. You are in trouble. Your wife, every wife controls the husband. To a very large extent. Whether you like it or not, your wife controls you. What do you think? What do you think? It's true. Yeah. Most of our decisions are because of our wives. If your wife says, I don't like this, you'll be surprised. Or sex, will you not get the sex in the evening? So for peace of mind, for peace of mind to prevail, yeah, they can just become somewhere, I tell you. Yeah. So if you don't have a prudent wife, if you don't pray for a wife who is correct, who will encourage you along the right line, that, oh, let's do this. Let's buy some lands here and sell it after 10 years. Uh-huh. So we can make money and do this and do that. But when you say, let's do this, so let's buy a bigger flat screen. Let, I, want us to re- I want to live in East Legon, so I want us to rent a house in East Legon. Yeah, you'll be surprised. Yeah. Rent, she's, so long as she has a place to sleep, she's okay. So pray for, pray for one, if you're a guy. Then it says, slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep. Then it says, an, an, an idle soul shall suffer hunger. An idle soul shall what? Suffer hunger. You will never be able to eat and be okay. Like eat what you want. You understand? Some people can't buy KFC. Even KFC is a problem. Yeah. yeah. You can't buy, like you want to eat KFC, but you can't. It's a problem. Or if you do the calculation, if you eat one KFC, you're in trouble. 
You can't come to church on Sunday. I have plenty of scriptures. Proverbs chapter 10. Go to Proverbs 10 to 10 from verse 3. Slothfulness. Eh? Slothfulness. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. Have you seen it? Since the Lord will not allow the soul of the righteous to famish, to be hungry. But he cast away the substance of the wicked. Verse 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. He becometh what? Poor. That dealeth with a slack hand. Like you are not into work. Next verse. Verse 5. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth him. He that sleepeth in harvest. There's harvest all around us. It's plenty harvest. Plenty harvest. Plenty. Never see. Listen, if you sit in a plane going out of the country, to be honest with you, you see only black people. To be honest with you. When you are coming back, you'll be surprised at the number of white people in the, in the plane. You'll be surprised. That has been, I don't know if it has been your experience. That has been my experience. When I'm coming and I check the plane, you see that, ah, there are some Chinese people in the system, in the, in the plane, there are some Lebanese people, there are some Americans, there are some this one here. They are all coming down. They are coming to stay here. And we want to go. There's money here. There's money here. Use your brain. Pray for ideas. Pray for, pray for God. Give me an idea. Do you see? And work on the idea. When the idea comes, work on it. Sit on it and work on it. God gave me an idea to start a church. Yeah. I eat from the church. Yes. I eat from the church. So I don't joke with it. I work. Hey, you should see me. I I can't sit down. That's my problem. So God has to prompt me to wait on him. Because I'm always on the move. If you leave me here, oh... You are in trouble. We are in Congo. Let's go. Let's go here. Let's go there. I'm always driving. Let's go here. Let's do this. Let's do that. That's how I am. You can even sell a crantier for, for cash. You can sell fish for cash. Be, be smart. You don't need $100 million to start. Start where you are. And start canvassing for funds. Start looking for funds from places. You can. There are finance. There are people who have money. They don't know what to do with it. You can take money. And do something. And give it back. At a small interest. People are ready to do it. If only you move around, you'll be surprised. Okay? Be willing. Decide that I'll, I'll do something with myself. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Let's read verse 16. Ecclesiastes 10, 16. Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and thy, prince, thy princes eat in the morning. Blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is the son of nobles, and thy princes eat in due season. For strength and not for drunkenness. What is he trying to say? He's trying to say that woe unto you, woe unto a, a, a city that has a king that just eats anyhow or is into fulfilling his, his hunger. I don't know if you get it. Like, he's only thinking about himself. He's not thinking about the people. He's thinking about himself. He's selfish. You buy V8s and buy lands in the chief places with the money of the, of the country. Okay? Now, that can be, implied, can be related to you as a person. When you only think about yourself. Okay? What will make your flesh nice? Because going out there is not nice for your flesh. You only think about what your flesh likes. Because sleep is good. You know sleep is good. It's very nice to sleep, oh, isn't it? What do you think? 
it's very nice to sleep. It's very nice to just sit in the couch and the whole day you are just flipping the channels or watching series, just enjoying yourself, isn't it? It's very nice. There's no like you, you are just enjoying yourself. Okay. He says that there's something wrong. All those around you will have problems. Yeah. You must eat only in due season for strength and not for drunkenness. Like you rest for strength. You don't rest eternally. Next verse. Verse 18. By much slothfulness or laziness, the building decayeth. And through idleness of the hands, the house droppeth. Through. The house gets holes. Hmm? Through idleness of the hands. Next verse. Verse 19. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry. But money answered all things. Money answered what? All things. God answers all things. Money also answers all things. Do you understand? Meaning that there are some things that you don't need to talk to God about. Money will do it for you. And don't talk foolishly about rich people. He tells you next verse, verse 20. Curse not the king. No, not in thy thought. And curse not the rich in thy bedchamber. Like, when you are, this is good. We are using money for all kinds. You get the money and use it for the right thing. For a bed and the of the air shall carry the, the vo- thy voice, eh? and that which has wings shall tell the matter. So don't, don't curse rich people. That told these people they are using money for whatever they are using, money. brother. Get you get the money and let's see what you will do with it in Jesus' name. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for all that you have taught us. We have heard your word, and we know that your word is working in us and causing us to go where you have designed for us to go in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.